In today's episode, I'm going to discuss the importance of measuring your poker profits and the different ways you can measure these profits based on the type of game you play. It's study time, y'all. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your coach, Sky Matsuhashi. Let's get you learning and taking action. So I'm a firm believer in the concept of you can only improve what you measure. I learned this through years of managing a restaurant, uh, working at the corporate office level of a restaurant. When you run a company, just like when you run your own poker hobby or professional poker career maybe, the money that you add to your bottom line is of critical importance because that is what lets you function in life. If you are pursuing business, uh, maybe a, a hobby like poker, and you aren't making any money, all you're doing is putting money out there and nothing is coming back to you, you're not going to survive long in the business or in the game of poker. So it's critical that you measure uh, your profits in various ways, and I'll talk about those in this podcast. So please visit the show notes for today's episode, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 366, for a transcript of everything I'm about to discuss. Okay, let's do this. Gambate! This is damn exciting stuff. So poker profits are the lifeblood of your poker journey, just like uh, retail profits are the lifeblood of Target, right? Or grocery store profits are the lifeblood of Vons, you know? If you don't win at the tables, you have to continually replenish your poker bankroll from your life roll. And how long can you survive in poker if you do that? How long can you survive in your relationship with your significant other, you know, with your better half, if you constantly pull from the life roll to add to the bankroll? Yeah, probably not that long, right? However, if you're the type of player who doesn't mind losing, who doesn't mind continuously replenishing that bankroll with your life roll, I want you at my tables. Come find me on America's Card Room. I'm Frisky Misky. Please play against me. And on Ignition Poker, um, you know, I'm player 1-59734, whatever it is randomly. But please join me on Ignition, right? But for all of you who really want to survive for a long time in this poker journey, maybe even make a little bit of a nice side income, or if you're a professional player, right, how do you know how successful you currently are in your poker journey? Well, you wouldn't run a business without knowing your daily, the weekly, the monthly profit and loss statements, right? The same holds true for every single poker player, no matter the level, no matter recreational, pro, somewhere in between, right? You must measure your profits in order to gauge how your current skills stack up to the competition. Now, let's go over a few ways of measuring your profits. And if you aren't already tracking one or more of these, Take action and start doing so today. There's going to be a challenge at the end where I'm going to give you that direct challenge, right? But just know right now, if you're not tracking this stuff, freaking get to it. So first off, tracking that poker bottom line. This is the ultimate measure of a poker player. And that is, how much are you adding to your bottom line? You should have a poker bankroll that's separate from your life roll so that you can track this accurately. If you mix the two, you can't really calculate how much money your poker play is adding or even subtracting from your bottom line, right? So 
I recommend keeping track of the size of your bankroll every single week. You can use your poker journal and a pen, Poker Tracker 4, of course, if you're an online player, an Excel spreadsheet, always an option, right? Um, or maybe if you're like a live player, use a smartphone app like Poker Bankroll Management or Poker Bankroll Tracker. And I have uh, uh, links to those two different apps in the show notes page. Once again, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod366. Seeing these on a weekly basis, you know, the ups and downs of your bankroll, it might actually clue you into some areas of opportunity. Maybe you play a lot of late night poker sessions with a few beers or a glass of wine, and that caused you this past week to, or it led to a huge hit to your poker bankroll. If that's the case, you might have found a leak in your game, you know, playing late, staying up late and drinking a few beers, right? Or maybe this past week you had a spike in your bankroll, a really nice upswing in it, because this past week you decided to get more rest every single night, and now you're doing that pre-session warm-up before you actually sit down to play, right? These might have had a beneficial effect on your play, and ultimately, that's going to have a good effect on that bankroll. So, the idea here is that you need to keep doing what works and avoid what doesn't. And besides your bottom line in poker, there are some other profitability measurements that help you gauge your success on the felt. A big one, and this is really critical for tournament players, it's tracking your return on investment. Now, ROI, return on investment, that is a measurement of the gain or loss from your time at the tables, and it's related to the amount of money invested. So ROI, the calculation for it, it's the net profit divided by total costs, and it's presented as a percentage. So let's give a very simple example. Uh, you play one $80 tournament. That's your cost, and you cash out for $140. Well, if, it, uh, if your cost was $80, cashed out for $140, your profit is $60. So the ROI, the return on investment that you achieved in this one tournament, is the $60 profit divided by the $80 cost which is actually 60 divided by 80, or uh, 75% ROI. Pretty good, right? It's a good return on investment. However, it's possible you have a negative ROI. So let's say you play in uh, 10 of these $80 tournaments. The total cost of all those entries is $800, 10 times 80. After adding up all your results, maybe you only cashed total for $500. This leaves a net profit of negative 300 so your return on investment here is negative 300 divided by 800, which is negative 37.5%. So another way for tournament players to measure their profits is with a win rate. Now, this is the amount of money won or lost divided by the number of whatever it is you're tracking. So for that prior example of losing $300 or a negative 37.5% ROI, if you lost 300 over 10 tournaments, your win rate is negative 30 bucks per tournament. Or we can look at hourly. If it took 30 hours to play those 10 tournaments, the hourly win rate for this player is negative 300 divided by 30 hours, or you're losing 10 bucks per hour that you play. Now, it's really tough to sustain a poker tournament hobby with negative results like these. This player needs to put in more off-the-felt study time in order to prove, improve those results and improve ROI. So you know I'm a cash game player, right? So uh, let's talk about cash game players and some of the win rates that they can track. We don't necessarily track return on investment, although you can if you want. Instead, there's three really common win rates that I use. One of them, the, the number one that I use because I'm an online player, big blind, 
per 100 hands. But also maybe a good one to track is profit per hour and also profit per session played. Now those last two are really good for live players. Let's talk about the first one, profit per hour. So this kind of goes in line with that prior negative um, uh, $10 per hour calculation we did for tournament players, right? So let's say you're a live player. You played 100 hours last month with a net profit of $2,000. Well, lovely. You earned 20 bucks per hour right there. Now, that's great if the job that you're working only pays 12 or 15 bucks per hour. Your hobby of poker, it's paying you more, right? But if you're thinking about quitting a 15 hour or $15 per hour job, for example, and your hourly poker profits only eight bucks per hour, then you're probably not ready to quit that job just yet. So it's a really critical thing to track profit per hour, especially if you're thinking about going pro or something. For live players, I also recommend that you track your profit per session. So maybe last month you played uh, 100 hours, made $2,000, and it took you 14 sessions. So you played almost like once every other day, right, to earn that $2,000. Well, your win rate per session is the $2,000 divided by 14 sessions or $143 per session. Now, that is a really lovely win rate, and this measurement works really well if you're not good at tracking your time on the felt. You didn't really realize that you played 100 hours, but you know you hit uh, the local card room 14 times. Much easier to calculate that win rate, right? And just to just to build that understanding of how much on average you expect to make when you go play your session. So let's talk about the most common profitability measurement for online players. And it's the one that I use all the time because I basically only play online it's big blinds one per 100 hands played. And you'll see it like in Poker Tracker 4, BB slash 100, right? Now, this is, of course, really tough for live poker players to record unless you're actually, unless you're really good in actively tracking every single hand that you play. But us online players, we have Poker Tracker 4, right? It does the recording and the calculating for us. So the big blind per 100 hands win rate is a really good apples to apples comparison for tracking your profitability. So let's say last month you played 20,000 hands at 10 NL and 25 NL or $10 buy-ins and $25 buy-ins, right? Your big blind per 100 hands win rate is how you compare your profitability in one stake versus another. Of course, if you're the same positive four big blinds per 100 hands over every stake, um, you're obviously making more money at 25 NL than at 10 NL. So by looking at the apples to apples, uh, big blind per 100 hands win rate comparison, you could just see how you're doing at the different stakes. And maybe at 10 NL, you're a positive 15 big blinds per 100 hands. But when you jump up at 25 NL, you're only a positive two. There are some definite things that you can do to work to improve that low profitability at that higher buy-in game. And a last message about this recording your win rates and measuring uh, your numbers and everything. You don't have to be fancy about this. Just keep a separate bankroll from your life roll and record your bottom line along with one or two of these other win rate measurements, depending on uh, if you're a live player or an online player. And before we get to the challenge for today, got a quick shout out to some awesome poker peeps who purchased my poker mathematics webinar. So I want to thank Chris Dumas, Ben File, and Dave Neal for picking that up. Now, this is a, a, 
Poker Mathematics webinar that I did with Mark Warner, who is an exceptional coach, really good guy. We did this together, presented everything that you need to understand when it comes to poker math. And in today's podcast episode, I threw a ton of very simple mathematical concepts, win rates and ROI and stuff, very simple um, uh, uh, calculations just using some division there. But in the Poker Mathematics webinar, we get into everything EV, outs and odds math, uh, chasing your draws, bluffing math, all that stuff, like everything math related is in the webinar. So if you want to pick this poker mathematics webinar up for yourself and improve your math skills, go to the show notes page for today, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 366. Scroll on down to the bottom and there's a link right there. Challenge. Here's my challenge to you for this episode. If you are not already doing so, Begin measuring the poker numbers that you want to improve. So these could be things like your total bankroll, your win rates, uh, your your profit played per session, all that stuff like I mentioned in this podcast. They could also be measuring statistics, VPIP, raise first in, fold to see about all that jazz, right? You might even want to begin measuring the time you spend playing poker every week and the amount of time you spend studying poker each week. So to help you measure these various numbers that you want to improve, download my 41 Statistics and Win Rates Tracker. You can get it from the show notes page for today, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 366. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Alrighty, poker peeps, your learning isn't complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 366. And there is still time. I know it's towards the end of November right now, but there's still time to shine in 2021. You can still make this your best year ever by going to thepokerforge.com and joining right now. It will help you become the player that you want to be because it's my one-of-a-kind training site where I combine strategy, action steps, quizzes, and play demonstrations like no other site does with nine masterclass courses that teach you all the strategies that you need for a profitable journey. Along, of course, you know me, I love taking action. I love challenging you, right? There's hundreds of action steps that force you to practice what you learn. So visit thepokerforge.com right now and join today. Until next time, take action both on and off the felt to become the player that you want to be.